This is the Final Whistle podcast from the Wrexham AFC media team. The final score, Halifax Town 3, Wrexham 1. Who writes these scripts? Well, that wasn't supposed to happen, and well, we really do have a Titanic title race, even if we already did before. This really is going to go down to the wire. Wrexham, certainly not our best, far from it, but showing signs in the first half that we would get on top of it and do what we've often done in away games where we're not totally convincing in the first half but we wear teams down but Halifax were superbly resilient and they had a magnificent second half. Wrexham unchanged, understandably, from the side that battered Oldham and the opening stages were quite open but there weren't really any chances until the half hour. Basically, first five minutes, Wrexham were on fire. They pinned Halifax back. Fantastic 4,000 fans from Wrexham. And you really thought, oh, we're picking up where we left off here. But we didn't manage to make any clear-cut chances, despite all the pressure. And Halifax started to come out of themselves. Now, they just clinched their place in the FA Trophy the final the previous Saturday. And, well, there were some concerns online from their fans when they left three of their key players out, including Luke Summerfield. That... <laughs> Maybe uh, they weren't taking this so seriously, but there's no question they showed hunger despite having just achieved such a great thing the Saturday before. And they certainly showed hunger uh, in order to maybe sort of tie down FA Trophy final places because they were organised, they started to come at us, and they started to break up our play. <clears throat> Their pressing was extremely energetic. They committed a lot of bodies into Wrexham's half, and they just started to broke up, break up our passing rhythm. And I think that was a key part of their success and a key part of what was to come. Although I must be honest, teams have done this to Wrexham in the past and we've broken on them well and they've tended to run out of steam. Halifax, though, crucially, didn't. That first chance then went Halifax's way and it was a, a sloppy uh, origin of it, which really set us up for what was to come in the second half. In fact, the whole thing really was Cannon with a poor pass to O'Connell, who was to the, the square to him five yards away. O'Connell had to accelerate to get to it and keep it in, poked it down the line, it bounced off Barnett and fell kindly for Milanich Ali, who would be the key player of the game. And he got the ball where he often did and he caused Wrexham so many problems, just in the, the pocket on the left-hand side between the lines. And he did what he does. He got the ball and he ran in on the diagonal aggressively. Cannon tried to stop him, but it wasn't much of a challenge. And Ali got through. And when he got into the, the penalty area, he had men over. He had a chance to square it to Gilmore. who had a clear sight of goal from 20 yards. He could have worked it wide and got around the back of the defence. But in this, instead, he drove in a shot. Foster to his left was able to get his hands to it and parry it clear just wide of the oncoming Disa River and the danger was gone. But, you know, this was something which would happen throughout the game. And, you know, Wrexham obviously have scouted Halifax. It would have been no surprise. Ali is the sort of player who can, you know, just run into trouble, make poor decisions. But every now and again it'll work. And he did it in the last minute, last Saturday at Aldringham to take their cup semi-finals and penalties. And he would constantly do it this time and be rewarded for it. And Wrexham would be really upset that a player did what he always does and was able to succeed so regularly from it. But that was yet to come because soon after that, Wrexham were ahead. 
Barnett standing up a big diagonal. Dolby did ever so well to get there first ahead of the centre-back on the left side of the box, hold it up, pin the centre-back and then roll it back to Elliot Lee. And Lee, well, it was lovely stuff from Lee, as you expect, faked to take it on his right then went on his left, beat his man and drilled in a shot across the keeper from the edge of the area into the bottom right corner. A fine goal. And that sparks an excellent conclusion to the half. I've got to be honest, at this point you were thinking, yeah, okay, this is business as usual. The other side have had a go at us. We've had to dig in a bit to survive it, but they didn't make many chances and now we are starting to, to dominate. The opportunities came as... A long ball found Dolby, Mullen on the right-hand side, got the ball, drove in a shot which was well blocked in front of Johnson. It was a scramble before the ball was finally got clear. And then as we went into the last five minutes of the half, the chance had just kept on coming. Barnett feeding James Jones. He helped it on. And Dolby dummied it. Mullen, I'm not sure Dolby intended to or not. Mullen just about got there first. If it just had a tiny bit more pace on it, he would have been able to hit it first time from just inside the box. He went on a run across the edge of the box, just trying to manufacture the angle, get a sight on goal so he could swing his right foot on it. It turned out that he just couldn't in the end. So he laid it back to James Jones, who hit a rocket of a shot. Good save by Johnson, who went to his right and parried the ball away. Then it was Barnett surging again down the right-hand side, popping it inside to Mullen. Lovely first-time return pass. Barnett sweeping in across, which just took a little nick off a defender and found Mendy unmarked at the far post. He brought the ball down, drove it, a terrific block by Stott in front of his goalkeeper. And from the corner, a big one from the throw-in, Toza hurling the ball in and Jack Senior, the Halifax skipper, jumping and misheading it on target. Johnson sharply across to hold on to it to make sure there wasn't an own goal. Halifax, though, still had a little bit of threat. Di Sarova was having a good game up front, a target man. He was getting the better of the Wrexham centre-backs. He received the ball in added time, cut into the box on the right channel, beat O'Connell, and then pulled a shot, which was well, I say pulled wide of the far post. And then it was Wrexham back on the attack again. Lovely work by Dolby, again, just persistence, fighting away, pressuring a player on the touchline and somehow managing to win it and nutmeg his man and run clear. Found Jones. Jones smashed in a powerful shot again and again it was matched by a very, very good parry from Johnson. And then in the first minute of added time, a corner, Elliot Lee floating it in, Jordan Tunnicliffe rising about eight yards out and planting his header against the crossbar. So the half ended with Wrexham looking to have now taken control of the match and it was all looking fairly routine. And then the second half happened. What went wrong in the second half? Well, like I said, there were definite indications of what was going to go wrong. The fact that Halifax's pressing had discomforted us and put us off our passing stride and that they didn't tire. The fact that Ali was on fire and, if I'm honest, we were sort of allowing him to do what he does, cutting in from the left and hitting it. And, yeah, we were also, I think, falling into that mode we sometimes go into if things aren't going right, where we're knocking balls over the midfield, looking to feed the strikers. And <clears throat> that was, well, indicative in the fact that both Mullen and Dolby, I thought, looked good. 
but didn't get enough good service. There was an awful lot of clipping the ball over the midfield because Halifax's pressure has, was telling on us and just playing balls for them to chase, which the centre-backs were always going to beat them to. So it wasn't a, it wasn't an easy watch, the second half. Another crucial thing, of course, is that the old cliché, goals change games. And Halifax were ahead, well, level, beg your, beg your pardon, within two minutes of the restart. This was not a good goal to concede, I've got to say. Cannon in midfield tried to turn about ball round the corner and it was blocked, which resulted in a 50-50, which Cannon lost to Capello. Capello finds Ali again in that pocket. He goes driving inside and then Wrexham's defence rather backed off him. O'Connell and Toza both backed off. You know, when you, when you freeze frame and look at it, there's one striker in the middle and I think you, know, you just feel like we maybe could have dealt with him with the two of the centre-backs and allowed one of the ones I mentioned to step out. But they don't. They back off. They back off. Ali gets into the edge of the area and it hits a shot across Foster, who might feel he could have got down a bit quicker to get a hand onto it. But it was well-placed into the bottom corner. And Halifax were level, and they would not let off then. Their fans now the ones making all the noise, pushing Wrexham backwards. Gooden with a free kick, which led to a scramble as Foster came, but then realised he wasn't going to get near it. The ball in the end hacked away by Toza. Wrexham's threat was occasional, but it's got to be said, we have the players to make a chance out of nothing. Barnett was looking good on the right-hand side. He went surging down the right. Fed Jones, excellent little one-two with uh, Dolby. Cute ball around the corner by Jones to find Dolby in the box. Dolby did really well to cushion a perfect return pass and Jones again was there smashing in a shot and that was the best of the saves. The ball heading from about 15 yards out with pace into the bottom right corner. Brilliant reflexes by Johnson to get down so quickly and push the ball away. And then Halifax were coming back at Wrexham. A free kick lofted into the box. Deezer over does well to get behind this and with nothing beyond him, nods it back into the edge of the area. Hunter wins a good header to knock the ball down to Cook and Cook down the left channel. Again, did really well. Burst past two defenders, drove in the shot. Good parry by uh, Poster from close range to his left to push the ball clear. Again, those problems on our right side of the defence seem to be where all the chances were coming from. Then it was a neat reverse pass by Mullen. Lee in the box, cutting inside from the left onto his right foot, hitting a measured shot, which was really well blocked. And a couple of minutes later, Wrexham were behind. Mullen on the halfway line outnumbered as again. Halifax's energy was good. Good ball forwards as well by Hunter. Down the left-hand side, Ali receives it. Cuts inside as he does. Beat Cannon again rather easily. Then took on O'Connell and got around outside of him. And drilled a powerful shot past Foster at his near post. Some people have criticised Foster for it. I, I, I wouldn't, uh, because the defender, <laughs> there were problems ahead of that. The ease of which Ali ran into danger and got through, um, and also it was pretty close range and hit hard. So I, I'm not inclined to look at Foster for that at all. But certainly, again, Wrexham caught out by Ali doing what he just does over and over and over again, and a poor goal to concede. Phil Parkinson responded by switching to the back four and going to the diamond. So Ollie Palmer on for Tunnicliffe. But it didn't make much difference because Halifax immediately are on the attack. A minute later, again, it's Ali. This time cutting inside James Jones, drilling a shot from the edge of the box again with his right foot, looking for his hat-trick. Cannon might have got a slight deflection on it, which took it for the corner. It's hard to see on the footage. Wrexham don't complain. 
from that corner, the ball is swung out again and hacked back in by Senior. Gilmore on the far post was unmarked and he drove it in powerfully. Superb save by Foster. Saving it was left foot, but my goodness me, the, the stretch and length that he got on his left foot was quite something. Wrexham switched around again. Jordan Davis coming on for James Jones. Ten minutes left. Wrexham go close. Barnett again doing well on the right. Driving in a flat cross. Mullin attacking it. Forcing it goalwards. Taking a deflection on the line. And going behind for the corner. And from that corner, Mullin had a big shout for a penalty. Now, I've been saying the last couple of games, why don't why have teams still falling for that move we do where a player, often Mullin, backpedals to the far post? Well, Halifax dealt with it because Senior grabbed hold of him and Mullen went down. Was it enough for a penalty? I don't know. I mean, looking at the pictures back, there are no good angles on it for a start. You can certainly see that Senior has both hands. You can see both Senior's hands as he reaches around Mullen, so he is holding on to him to some extent. Is it enough to knock Mullen over? Well, you can't tell, quite frankly. And three minutes later, the game's dead as Wrexham concede another Poor goal. Ball played forwards. Toza getting very tight to Ali. Ali turning him too easily. Toza grabbing him round the neck, but not succeeding in stopping him. If he had done, he'd have been off. He was on a yellow guard. Ali fed it into Disarova. O'Connell was marking him, but allowed him a little bit of space because Disarova changed from one foot to the other, and he then hooked the ball into the bottom corner. A nice finish. O'Connor came on for Cannon at that point, <clears throat> but Wrexham just couldn't get any decisive pressure going. And Halifax were thrilled. Performances? Well, Foster might look at the first goal and feel he could do a bit better, but truth of the matter is he's, he's made two or three good saves as well. Far too busy. The wing-backs. Well, Barnett was probably our best player going forwards. Um, and although the problems are coming on his side of the pitch, I don't think you can really point the finger at him because we're looking at him to go high up. It was further back where the problems lay. The back three had an unusually unhappy game as a unit. Ironically, the best one defensively was Tunnicliffe, who was the one surrendered when we switched to the four at the back. But he had a pretty solid game. Tozer and O'Connell were not themselves. They both got booked um, because they were turned by faster players and pulled them back. Probably that's why Tozer wasn't able to stop Ali setting up the third goal. And they, they, they both had uncharacteristic games really where they, they didn't seem to be able to step out or make those decisions at the right points were muscled at times by Di Sarovera and outpaced by Ali so surprising that of course to such fine players in midfield Cannon lost the ball a bit too much I think he'll have been disappointed and it's interesting when we use him in that holding role I think it's very clear that when we're on top of the game he is absolutely absolutely perfect he is glorious look at that performance at Oldham keeps the ball circulating around he's clever he's composed but when doing the defensive side of the defensive midfielder's role he wasn't so convincing Ali was often drifting out Cannon coming across to him and Ali was able to get past him the first man he beat as he got momentum going further ahead Lee again had a decent game very good in the first half uh, had found it harder to get involved in a second because Wrexham weren't keeping hold of the ball very well Jones, well, you can understand why Jones is sacrificed for Jordan Davis because you're looking at you're bringing on a player who's got a good shot on him, a good pass on him, and he might create something, and you don't take off Lee. Um, but having said that, Jones has had a decent game, I thought. Got three good shots off on goal. Lots of energy, as always. And, uh, yeah, in a way, Jones was one of the players who actually played something like his normal levels. 
And then, like I said, up front, um, Dolby and Mullen were not given much to work with. When they did, were given something to work with, I thought they both looked good. Oh, I missed up Mendy as well. Mendy didn't have the happiest of games, really. He kept going forwards, but Ty Gold in the right-back um, defended extremely well. And Mendy kept taking him on, kept trying to beat him, but didn't manage to. Golden was impressive. So, yeah, massive frustration for Wrexham. That incredible league club record unbeaten run is over. And now we've got to rev ourselves up because, you know what, Monday could be quite good. It's certainly going to be important. If you've got any plans for Monday, um, firstly, shame on you. And secondly, you better make sure you cancel them because... It's massive. With a final score of Halifax Town 3, Wrexham 1, I'm Mark Griffiths from Wrexham AFC. This is the Final Whistle Podcast from the Wrexham AFC media team.